Welcome. Nope. Nope. My bad. I am still bleeding. <laughs> this will not stop bleeding. Solid start. I'm making noises of an 80 year old, and you're like, still bleeding. <laughs> it's literally like pouring out of my head. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 110 of Birds vs. Boys. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, my head is bleeding and I have toilet paper on my head because it won't stop bleeding. Uh, I am having a wonderful night, but not as good as Aiden is having as we're recording. Aiden, Aiden is on cloud nine for reasons we won't discuss tonight. Uh, but he expects his best show in the 110 episode life of Birds vs. Boys. The crazy offseason has hit again, Aiden. But uh, before we get into all that and our draft talk and the show, we do not have a guest tonight. So we're not going to bury the lead on that. But how are you? I'm on cloud nine. Like you said, you can't top the. I'm, I am guaranteed. I am personally guaranteeing Uh-oh. my greatest show of all time. I'm in the moment. With the meme where they're like, no team has ever come back from 3-1 and it's yep. LeBron just smirking. That is the mode that I'm in for tonight's show. I oh, have never man. been in a better mood in my entire life. That, okay. I've had a storm cloud over me my entire life and it's just a thunderstorm at all times in my brain. It's cleared up. It's Sunny the skies are here. Storm. The sun will come out tomorrow. It's finally That's finally happening to you. The, after 27 years, the sun has come out. It is tomorrow. Oh, all right. I don't know where you want to start because it, the funny thing, there's there's one kind of glaring topic here that's Eagles related that we're going to get to. But besides the Cowboys being non-compliant, I guess you could say, with the offseason and Jerry Jones now suing the girl that says he's his father, like there's nothing going on with our two teams. But the rest of the NFL is just exploding. Yeah. I think non-existent is the right word. Yeah. Although, I mean, we made some moves. Like we did some stuff. All right. I did. I I did like the linebacker. Because you're what? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very excited for that. And uh, he meets all two requirements I have for a good linebacker. One, he's not Alex Singleton. Two, he's not Nate Gary. There you go. So, I he's good in my book. Three, he's coming from our favorite team. Correct. The Chargers, which I think Even they're their defense. <laughs> I was just say he was one of the few bright spots on that defense. I can't if he brings that that uh that identity that they had last year, it's like third and twelve, just one more stop when you're off the field. Okay, you gave up 17 yards. If he brings that, I will I will die. But let's let's start here. By the time you're listening to this, it could be April. Yes. April means one thing and one thing only in the NFL. The baseball NFL season? Oh. No. no. No, 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 Baseball. Uh, that, listen, April baseball, I'm excited for the Phillies, but let's not pretend. We know what the main show is. End of April, NFL draft, which means 
from now for the next month, Kevin and I are going to be talking a lot of draft. It's going to start tonight, mm-hmm. and this is just the appetizer. This is the Olive Garden breadsticks. Keep them coming. It's, keep them coming. It starts right now. You're getting your appetizer, and it's going to keep going, and we're going to get your entree. We're actually going to do a separate YouTube video where Kevin and I are going to do a mock draft for our respective teams. So we're going to do a four-round mock draft. We're going to draft our guys. We'll have the mock draft up on the screen. You'll hear us give our reasoning for our picks, the players that we like, breaking it down, and then back by popular demand based on the YouTube views. We will be doing some prospect breakdowns. Again, it worked out very well for us where we're drafting in the same range. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys, both of our teams are going to be looking at. And then obviously with the Eagles, we got three picks. So there's a lot of people to get to. That's what's on tap for the next month. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to be breaking down some wide receivers in this class. I would say some offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. defensive linemen, linebackers, um, cornerbacks, safety. safety. (laughs) Probably – there's Everything. not many positions off the board. Maybe running back. Ah, you guys might. Uh, we actually both might take a running back late in the draft. I was about to say there's one. I'm going to get to in my mock draft. I just hope he's there in round three or four. Okay. I have a I have a big running back take that is Kyron Williams, Notre Dame. No, I do like him, but no, that's not who it is. Good guess. He's good. Right. Well, Listen, I'm excited if, for if that. There's a guy. If there's a guy from Notre Dame that I want, I think we all know who it is. Michael Meyer. Well, he's not in this draft. Oh yeah! Wait, he's not in this draft. No, he was a freshman last year. He's only a sophomore. He was only a sophomore. Oh my god! The fact that they call him Baby Gronk and he's not even draft eligible yet is scary. Yeah. Wow. He's going to be like good, good next year. Yeah. Very excited. If we keep Jalen Hurts since he can't pass it further than six yards, I'm all for just having Goddard and Mike Meyer on the same team. Oh my god! So yeah, really looking forward to the Birds vs. Boys mock draft 1.0 that. You'll be able to get on our YouTube channel. Um, draft season is, it's our, I guess, I don't want to say it's our first love because I think the NFL season and mm-hmm. that's our real, but it's like 1A. You know what? Um, can we brag for a second? Mm-hmm. On TikTok, I've been getting a lot of draft prospect breakdowns, and it is a very clear reading bullet point facts about prospects. They ran a four four five in the forty. Their cone jump was this. <sighs> this might not be like our, like you said, we love the draft, but the season itself is obviously like the bread and butter. I don't know why I keep making bread analogies tonight. Yeah, but like when we talk about prospects, we're giving you why. Mm-hmm. You know, we're giving you a little bit more how, than just he ran a four four. How his game equates to the NFL level. We yeah. even put teams we think that the player would fit most and why. This is this is math class. You can't just give the number. You have to explain how you sure got you to the number. Why does the math work? That's what you're getting here, which is ironic because I suck at math. But uh, you're going to get a little bit more than th- this guy at his pro day ran a 4-4-5. No, 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 no. This is why this prospect is good. This is what my eyeballs are telling me. This is why he would fit with the Eagles or the Cowboys or would not fit with the Eagles or Cowboys. He added two inches on his broad jump on his pro day from the combine. Dude, I was watching one today and I was like, there's no way. Like, uh, and it went viral. It was on my for you page. And I was like, oh my God. Like I can almost see the bullet point reflections in the screen. Oh God. So Um, I promise, like you said, 
the season is the season. But this is this is something special for us. Draft yes, 100 percent. And speaking of TikTok, shout out to all of our big time Derek Carr fans in the <laughs> audience from our TikTok, especially. Uh, it is unbelievable <laughs> how <laughs> it just blows my mind. The best is when you watch it back. I can't contain myself or I laugh both times that you guys both say Derek Carr. <laughs> And none of them caught on to like the fact that like I immediately start laughing when you guys both say "car." They never. And I could not help myself twice and knew it was coming. They just they they never get it. Uh, you guys suck. I love when I love when we do TikToks, and they're like, "This list is trash." And I'm like, I just write back. I'm like, "What's your list?" And there's like one name that's different. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there's no names that different. Yeah. They just flip the names. Like, wait a second, we're you're agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, arguing with 12 year olds is fun yes speaking of that so tonight we are going to rank the nfc east quarterbacks obviously that hit home for us and uh con coward went viral on twitter this past week ranking the quarterbacks in the nfc east because he had a few hot takes so we're gonna do it ourselves and see how we compare and contrast with him i'm sure we will ruffle absolutely no feathers among no. the four teams in the no. nfc east i wish Derek carr was in the division I uh, there was a time where they thought he was going to get traded and mm-hmm. then they didn't trade him and just got his best friend and who's the best receiver in the league. So that kind of works out. Speaking of, of not getting traded, not getting traded. now this whole Jimmy G thing is wild. He got the surgery and that kind of really fucked the 49ers. And now they're like, well, we might just keep him. He and Baker Mayfield are on the Ben Simmons trajectory where they're just going to float out in purgatory. And they're like, well, he's on the team. Technically. And that's about it. Like, technically, he's on the roster. Are you going to see him? Probably not. But if you're Trey Lance, like, I'm like, get this dude out of here. Yeah. Well, it's just like everybody knew. That's the problem is everyone in the league knows. Everyone in the league knew from the minute that you traded up, not even drafted Trey Lance, but traded up to draft Trey Lance, that it was a bridge from Jimmy G to Trey. So they're not going to offer you much compensation or compensation at all, which yep. is what Kyle Shanahan said this week at the owners meetings is that everybody knows you're just trying to get rid of this guy and it's over. I love that. John Lynch was like, yeah, I've got, I've already got an offer of two twos. I mean, that was clearly a lie. Yeah. And then his own coach this week was like, yeah, we have not gotten anything. It, it was Shanahan, right? Or was it Lynch? Yeah. They said, yeah, we I think it was it. Shanahan. Cause Lynch was the one that said he already had an offer on the table. Yes. Yeah. And it's uh it's a lie. If I'm um, the Panthers, like I'm, I'll be like, I'll give you a fifth. Yeah. Did you see though? Here's the problem. I did not know this. Shout out to our girl Smalls, who's on this past week. She came up on my TikTok, and she had it, and she said the team to look out for drafting quarterback in the first round is the Panthers because they don't have a draft pick from the their next draft pick is in the fourth round. Oof. So they have the so first round pick, have. and then nothing to the fir- fourth round. How's that even happen? They're not even Who have good. they traded for. I, it wasn't Sam Darnold, right? Like, he, I don't know what they gave up for him. I, I mean, that's the only because they didn't they didn't trade for Robbie Anderson, right? He was a free agent signing. Yeah, and like, oh, uh, Stephon Gilmore, and I, I don't know what they they gave up something for him, and they also gave up something for Henderson, the cornerback from Jacksonville. I don't know what they gave wow. up, but they gave I up for they, both. I, I could have sworn they gave up like bargain bin buys. Let me uh, let me look up. I thought the Stephon Gilmore thing was like a six round pick. 
But yeah, they don't have a draft pick until the fourth round. But you're right. Like that would be a team otherwise that should absolutely be in. Because besides them, I like I don't think I don't think the Niners want to send Jimmy G to Seattle. Because that would just be embarrassing to all hell if he beats them twice a year. Um, it would, but remember when the Eagles traded? Yeah, oh yeah, um, they traded Donovan to the Washington. Yep. Fo- I, can you say Redskins if they were Redskins at the time, Vince? I mean, you should. They were. I think that's it's, allowed. You can't. I mean, history happened. Yeah. So they weren't the Commanders back then. No. Um, but like the Texans, I don't really see him there. It's not. They like Davis Mills. They do. Um, they, they say that they're going to build around them. So yeah, I, I don't, I, I said this last week on the show and then it kind of came out this week that, you know, if the Browns are almost expecting Deshaun Watson possibly to get suspended and then Baker could start, I mean, that's just going to cause That'd be all hilarious. sorts of drama. They almost have to hang on to him now as an insurance policy. Like how this was like the most obvious thing. It's like, you saw that video of the Tesla when they tried to jump that thing. Yeah. And you're like, this ends in a crash. Like, yes. there's no other way. Like, when he was driving up the hill, you were like, this is, he's just going to fly over and cause yeah. a crash, which is immediately what happened. What happened? That's the, when they traded for Deshaun Watson, like, that was the most obvious thing that then everyone's gonna be like, oh, yeah, haven't heard about him. Forgot he was a huge scumbag. Yep. And, and Baker that's what happened here. Now he's probably gonna get suspended. You just yep. gave up everything for him. So they yep. almost have to hang on the Mayfield now. And Roger Goodell's out there like, we're going to try and gather all the facts before anything happens, blah, 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 blah. So we'll see what happens on that front. But, yeah, I don't I don't know where either of these guys are going to land. It, no. I One of them is going to land somewhere, and I, I hate saying this, but when a big quarterback goes down, whether it's in training yep. camp or early in the season. Oh, yeah. And I think also after – nothing will happen between now and the draft, I don't think. Like you got to see I, – I just feel like Kenny Pickett is going to the Panthers. I don't know why. I just feel like it. But if he doesn't, like if the Panthers don't get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or they're not sold on those guys, I feel like they have a bridge quarterback in Jimmy G or Baker. Although they had the mutual disinterest in Baker, which is hilarious. I think they could definitely end up with Jimmy G for a year. And then they're like right back in the quarterback sweepstakes next year. If I, if I'm a team that's a quote unquote contender and my quarterback goes down, I'm 100% want Jimmy G Mm -hmm. before Baker Mayfield. I was going to ask you that because I totally agree. Like, I'm not a huge Jimmy G supporter, but the people who think he sucks, like he doesn't suck. Like he's not bad. Yeah. They've made playoff runs with him. And yes, part of that is the offense that he's in with Kyle Shanahan and the weapons he has around him. But if you're a contender, I'm assuming you have something in place. You know, he hits, he hits Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. They win that game. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl appearance, NFC championship appearance two times in three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Just, Goes toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and beats him in the snow in Lambeau. No, yeah, it's just very funny moment. By the way, I you know, um, just this whole this whole off season, it's just you know we we always say like our brains have to adjust. Our brains are going to have to adjust so much at the beginning of the season, seeing oh, the yeah. amount of got like Adams in the Raiders and now Tyree Kill in Miami. It's like uh, Russell. I we should do it. We should do a ta- a TikTok this off season of like top five guys, it's going to be the hardest to like adapt. adapt to them being on a different team. Like Russell Wilson for the Broncos. I'm like, 
Like That's it looks good, but I mean, yeah, he's gonna look good in that orange jersey. No, you know, pause. But um, <laughs> I do think like he, he's gonna look like he belongs in that orange jersey. But I haven't seen him that he's been in that Seahawks jersey for ten years. It's gonna be wild. Uh, you're right. This happens in the NBA all the time, where it's like free agency is almost more important than the season is, and there's just so many moving parts. But the mm-hmm. NFL is now trending that way too. It is. It is. Except. The NFL is also trending towards, you know, the salary cap isn't a real thing except for teams like the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, listen, I think that there's twofold that I think bad teams spend a lot of money. Good teams are at the cap limit and like find ways because they have so many good players. You know, like the Rams, there's a reason the Rams are at it. It's like, yeah, you drafted Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he commands a lot of money. Then yep. you traded for Jalen Rams. He commands a lot of money. Stuff like that. It, that, that like the Dolphins giving that much money to Tyreek Hill probably going to backfire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I see him favorite? like, I don't know. He's in Miami now. He's home. He's got his Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Highest paid player. I feel like I, I'm a lot higher on Jalen Waddle on that team. Let's yes. just put it that way. So I think the Chiefs just getting into like a little bit of draft talk. They have 12 picks, the most of any team. Yep. They have two first-round picks back-to-back at 29 and 30. They could probably flip that into even more picks if they wanted to with somebody trying to trade back up into the first round. When you give your quarterback $500 million, that is how you should run your franchise. 100%. You should be working the margins, 12 picks. They're going to have so much depth in terms of – they're going to find some defensive tackle in the third round and be like, oh, this guy's a stud. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. That's why they did what they did. They're going to add two wide receivers like, yeah. like a Byron Pringle. And they're just gonna fit him in that offense. You can you can see what's you can see what's about to happen. Jamison Williams tore his ACL, Alabama wide receiver, would have never been on the board at 29 or 30 if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. He'll be there and he'll be on the Chiefs, and you'll be like, wait a second. We how, how did we, we let, let that happen? happen? Yep. <laughs> Same thing as the CD Lamb thing to Dallas. The NFL yes. like, how, wait, what? I was just how about to that- say, <laughs> I want the Eagles to be a part of that. How did we let this happen thing? I mean, you got three chances at it. I know. Well, I'm hoping Kyle Hamilton, depending on who you talk to, he's either the best prospect in the draft or he falls into the teens. I don't understand what's going on there. It's it's kind of like Stingley, too, from LSU, the cornerback. Like, but he's either him, the best cornerback or, yeah, he's got more question marks than Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, you're right. But it is like similar concept where you're like, I thought this guy was going to the top five. Why are you mocking him at 24? Yeah, you like know? if he's there at 24 for Dallas, Stingley, I'm like, Yes. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You put you put him opposite Trayvon Diggs and you throw boss man fat in there, all of a sudden it's like the the ceiling is so high. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but Andrew Booth from Clemson got hurt. Yes. He'll he was actually did a surgery in Philadelphia. Hernia, right? Ready by hernia. Yeah, hernia. But anytime a guy has off season surgery, there's a whoop red yep. flag. So with him getting hurt, I feel like that bumps Stingley back up. Yes. So I don't I know. Agree. But yeah, it's, you're right. It's just like, wait a second. Is this guy going to be gone 10 picks before I pick, or is he just going to be sitting there? Yeah. That's how I feel about Kyle Hamilton. Right and that was almost like last year with Kyle Pitts. We were like, I was like, Cowboys fans were talking ourselves into that he was going to be there at 10. And then we're like, all right, yeah, no, that he's not going to be one of those guys. That- Which, looking back, taking a tight end at four. Yeah. And then giving up on your franchise quarterback a year later, 
in a draft where they were like, oh, yeah, there's like five franchise quarterbacks. I don't know. Probably a mistake. Like I, I'd, I'd give them two twos right now for him. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 100%. Would you give up a first? Would you give up 19 for him? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. It's there's there's so many guys where I'd give up a first because then I I'm not without a first. Yeah. Like DK Metcalf. I'd give up a first. Yep. Guess what? I have another first. Yep. <laughs> it and solves one of my problems and I can still draft and solve two other problems. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It is. It's a it's a it's a fun problem to have. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um one guy, because we've been talking about Kyle Hamilton. I want to get your opinion on this person. I've been thinking about this guy today. Tyron Matthew. I was thinking about the safety position. Eagles need a safety. I just can't see him in the Eagles green. He's just not a guy that the Eagles get like a big high name value like that. I can see him on the Cowboys. What do you think? I would love to see him on the Cowboys. I I just, I don't think it's going to happen because the Cowboys have not signed an outside free agent for over six and a half, $7 million a year since Brandon Carr got 50 million. Uh, this is a reason why Bobby Wagner's not there because he apparently wants a one-year, eleven million dollar deal, and they're like, "That's just not going to happen." But could I see him there? Oh my God, please! If you put him and Malik Hooker on the back end, you sign J. Ron Curse already. He can play box safety with Jabril Cox, playing linebacker with Micah and LVE. I mean, yes, he's he would bring another. J. Ron Curse, Micah Parsons type of like attitude switch to that defense that I feel like they still need another one. Yeah, I was about to say the attitude switch. That is the most important part. And for a defense like the Cowboys, who was so reliant, and that that sounds like it's a diss, but it's not. Just like reliant on turnovers yes. to get oh, somebody true. like that. There's been so many defenses where they have a great season with turnovers, and then the luck kind of flips the other way. Then all of a sudden, there's a lot of issues. Well, the one way to fix that and uh, just kind of absolve yourself from being stuck in that situation, if you're the Cowboys, get Tyron Matthew, ball hawk, forces I mean, turnovers all the time. Because Diggs is not going to have 11 interceptions again this year. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Law of averages tells you he's probably not having 11 interceptions. You have three. So what, what good way to offset that? Go get Tyron Matthew of four first force fumbles. I, it's crazy that he's still, I mean, he's, he's down there at LSU right now with uh, Brian Kelly um, doing all the, you know, he was there for the week with the team, but I just, how, how old is he? I don't even, uh, let me see. Remember when he got kicked out of college for smoking weed? Yes. It's, that wasn't and everyone, that everyone was like, he's such a bad person. Yeah. What a criminal. Oh, now it's like legal in almost every state. Oh, we share a birthday. I didn't know that. Do we? May 13th, 1992. I was born May 13th, 1987. 1992. So he's what, 29? 29. Yeah. He'll be 30? Yeah. He'll be 30 uh, this May. Wow. We're getting old. I remember him in college. We? Remember? He was in the Heisman voting as a defensive player, like a cornerback, because he just forced a fumble every other drive. I just, I don't understand why he's still out there, but. I think he's, you know, like his value is his value. He's probably overvaluing himself a little bit, but he's also earned the time to just be like, you know what? I'll sit back and wait. Cause I don't think the market is going to change for him. Like, I don't think people are going to move on and be like, you know what? I don't want Tyron Matthew anymore. If he, he has ends time up, to make the decision. If he ends up like on the Giants or the Commanders, I'd be so mad. That 
Mm, that could happen. Because the, the commanders, commanders lost Landon to, Collins. Yeah. And the Giants got rid of Jabril Cox. Oh, yeah. Who signed with New England. I forgot that that happened. Mm-hmm. So. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, honestly, I could, all four teams in the NFC should be in on Yeah, should be in on him. 100%. 100%. And there's there's still 64 offensive linemen out of the 105 free agents out there available. So, like, Dallas. It's, it's, like, it's like, not even that much money to do it. I'll know? take Eric Flowers right now because he's oh, been God, a good no. he's been a good guard. No, he's been a good guard, left guard. I will absolutely play him at left guard over uh, what we saw last year in well, Conor McGovern. That's true. <laughs> there's not like – I can't believe there's that many offensive linemen available. Brian Blog is still one. out there. That's I mean, going to be another position. It's like, all right, we're going to go through the draft, see what we get, and then after that, there's going to be a flurry of offensive linemen signing before training camp, yes. without a doubt. 100%. Without a doubt. Um, let's stick with safety real quick, but shift gears. Yep. Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins announced on Ryan Clark's show that he is retiring. After 13 seasons, Two Super Bowl wins. Um, thank you for the retweet, Malcolm Jenkins, by the way. That was Shout out. awesome. I was so excited because I looked and I was like, oh, did he just retweet everyone or did? No. No. We're the only fan page that he did. So that is awesome. I was very Shout excited. out to you on that. I carefully scripted that that paragraph, so I'm glad that my work was seen and oh, done. By those are, that's the best feeling when you actually put effort into a tweet and it's recognized. Yes. Such a good feeling. I know. And when you press it and you're like, this'll, this'll do all right. Yeah. And you're like, all right. And I didn't, I didn't expect them to retweet it, but I was like, yeah, this, 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 I like what I said. Yes. I loved him. So I hated him, but I loved him, but respected him. It's the same kind of like Brian Dawkins thing. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like the same thing, but Dawkins was when I was like 10, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have enough, you have an appreciation same way you have an appreciation for like AI in the city because you grew up on it and you knew like the impact that they had on the team. But like when you're 10, you don't understand X's and O's. Like you don't understand what's really going on in a yep. football game. At, at my age, like I fully understood the impact and importance of Malcolm Jenkins on that team. And not just the on the field impact, the leadership impact that he brought and the leadership impact that was immediately you saw lacking when he left and went back to New Orleans. Without a doubt. That's what I was. So I was trying to think like the best way to describe Malcolm in terms of like Eagles lore, like retiring jerseys and stuff like that. And I don't know if he was here long enough to like get the Jersey retirement, but he's definitely like an Eagles legend. And I think the best way to describe him is we talked about Dawkins. Um, I think, Reggie White's probably the best defensive player that the Eagles ever had. Don't think that's arguable. Brian Dawkins was the best safety that the Eagles ever had. But Malcolm Jenkins, you can make the argument, was the most reliable Eagles defensive player of all time. Dave Zangaro put it out today. Of all the eligible snaps for him, he played 98.7% of them. He missed about 1% of the snaps in his entire time here. And while he had those snaps, he was productive. He was a leader off on and off the field, like you mentioned. Team captain, Super Bowl champion. 
made underrated plays in the Super Bowl, including that hit on Brandon Cooks. At the end of the game of the Hail Mary, who was covering Gronk? It was Malcolm Jenkins. He was calling out what to do. He was big and just like calling the defenses out and everything like that and just being the captain of the back of the defense. So Reggie White, best defensive player of all time for the Eagles. Best safety, Brian Dawkins. But the most reliable player to ever play for the Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins. How about the uh... – wasn't it him after Brady missed the the pass in the Super Bowl where Jenkins like ran over and smacked him on the ass? Yeah, he was like, come on. on yeah. Like he's just that guy. Did he ever miss a game in Philly? He did not. He missed one game. The only game he ever missed with New Orleans was because uh COVID. Wasn't even injury. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I believe in his final season in Philadelphia, he played with a broken hand or a torn ligament in his hand and he had surgery afterwards, but he played the entire time, did not miss a single snap. Not only played defense, but also played everything on special teams too. Now remind me if you remember when he was a free agent leaving New Orleans and came to Philly, who was the other safety that was of it? Like there was a, was it, there was another big time safety and people were like, like almost trashing the Malcolm Jenkins signing. Like, oh, because I think the other safety was still available. Yes. Oh, man, that is a great trivia question. I know exactly the scenario you're talking about. There was like a big name safety that everybody wanted. And they went with Malcolm Jenkins instead. And I remember like the uproar. I, I almost even remember a little bit as a, as a Cowboys fan being happy in the moment that they signed Malcolm Jenkins and not hold on. I You got to find it. Yeah, yeah. you have to. I remember, so I remember the Malcolm Jenkins signing and be like, yeah, that's good. Like I liked him. Um, I would always stuck. I remember my first thought. I was like, oh, he's got that like brand on his arm from the. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I was like, that was my first thought. And I was like, oh, I like him, but you're right. There's like another safety. And was like, why didn't you just go get him? Well, six years later, Super Bowl championship and a lot of wins. You realize why they got Malcolm Jenkins. And they signed him. What year did they sign him? I believe it was 2013. Um, we could probably look it up. Malcolm Jenkins signs with Eagles and just see when that happened. Mm-mm-mm. If you're wondering, I can't spell, so now I got his zodiac sign. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Sagittarius. They got him in 2014. Eagles signed Malcolm it's Jenkins, Jarius grading Bird. the move and what it means for Philadelphia. Jarius Bird, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, wait, this is this is a great paragraph. You ready for the complete 180 that is done in Malcolm Jenkins' career? This is not a Philadelphia thing. This is just like a national media thing. But unless the Eagles plan on complementing that move, speaking of the Jenkins signing, with another major acquisition at safety, fans have reason to be disappointed. Jenkins is barely a starting caliber player. He's an upgrade over Nate Allen, who hasn't been re-signed, or Patrick Chung, who was released on Tuesday. But safety is one spot at which the Eagles had to spend some cash in order to make a splash, and that just didn't happen. How about that? Unbelievable. And they got him at the start of his prime. He was 26 when they got him in 2013. Wow. Ed Reed was a free agent that year. Quentin Michael, Brandon Mayweather. It was Jerry's bird. Yeah, it was Jerry's bird. Which I don't even know where he is. <laughs> yeah, I, he can't be in the league, so. I don't think so. 
But wow, that is just unreal to, to look back and just and that wasn't just Eagles fans like that was just like a national media thing that I had during his time. 515 tackles, 32 for loss, 58 defended passes, 12 forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries, 11 interceptions, four return for touchdowns and five and a half sacks. Shout out to an unbelievable career. Believable. And yeah, nearly 100 percent of the defensive snaps. Wow. And, it, I, I, and I respected his decision to go back to New Orleans when he did. Yeah. So, I mean, he wanted to stay in Philadelphia. Yes. He still has a home in Philadelphia. He's very active in the community. He's very active in political elections. He, yes. He votes, uh, not votes, but gives his, uh, what's that, like, recommendation for certain candidates? Uh, his um, stamp of approval. Yeah. Yeah. His, pretty uh, much. I know there's a fancy word in the political world for it, but. But he's he's very active here. I forget the word. And he was just like um, endorsement. Endorsement, yes. Yeah. And he did not get the endorsement from uh, Howie Roseman that summer. Yes. And he was it's like, I'm leaving. And there were there was some chatter. Like he was like, I'm leaving. And I and I feel like fans didn't blame him for that. No, we were like, I wanted him to get his money, but it was just like coming off of getting spurned by the Alshon Jeffrey thing. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I wish he could have ended his career in Eagle and he was, he was always productive. So I loved him and I feel like I didn't truly get to appreciate the Brian Dawkins experience because I was too young to understand X's and O's and strategy and football, but I could at least appreciate the six years I got from Malcolm. So. Thank you so much, Malcolm Jenkins, for a Super Bowl. You were a large part of it and one of the greatest leaders the city has ever seen. And the reason I have this stupid banner on my wall. Yeah. We had the breaking the fourth wall for the third straight week. We had Emma Rose, special guest on the show earlier. She pointed at the Cowboys banner. We got a yeah, lot of work uh, to do. Vince, can you please clip that for me later? I'm going to need that as a clip. To... She did. She pointed it. She yeah. pointed. We all saw it. <laughs> we, we all, all saw, saw it. it. <laughs> Um, yeah, if, if I just, I don't know, I'm just so perturbed about this Cowboys off season. I just, I don't even want to talk about brain. them. I you don't even want to talk brain. about them. Do you want me to, to say mean things about Jim Irsay? Sure. Let you think about it. I think um, what Jim Irsay said was hilarious, but I, it's just a, listen, it's all fun. It's like the Will Smith thing. Yeah. It's all fun and games, but you know, could be a little mentally not there. And we know Jim Irsay is a pill addict and a drunk who doesn't know football. We expect him to know good quarterback play and trust that he knows good quarterback play. The state of Indiana wouldn't even trust him to drive a car. And you're telling me that this guy knows football. They interviewed him at the owner's meeting and pretty much said, he blamed everything on Carson Wentz because he's an idiot who knows nothing. Um, here's the thought. He was mad that they didn't beat the Jaguars and blamed it all on Wentz. I guess it was Wentz's fault that they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014 before Carson Wentz was even in the league. Yes, that is a, that is a big issue. But, I mean, Carson had what, like a three as his QBR in that game? Um, how about the game against the Ravens when they had 500 total yards of offense? Carson threw for 400 yards and they lost the game because the defense gave up a touchdown on the last six possessions of the game. Yeah, that happened. Carson Wentz's fault then, Jim Irsay? I mean, Carson stinks, but... No. No, no, no. The, the scapegoating of Carson Wentz is so out of control. And this is what it is. 
he was never Irsay's guy. Frank Reich and Chris Ballard liked Carson Wentz, so they brought him in, and he was on a short leash to begin with because the mm-hmm. owner never liked him. And it's really annoying when your owner overplays his hand and has too much pool on it because you can end up making a mistake. And that's what this situation is. Irsay never liked him, and they when they didn't win at the end of the season, it gave him a reason to get rid of him. I also, I think the whole vaccine thing, Oh yeah, uh, I really think that Irsay, and he said it during the season multiple times that he was very upset that that Carson Wentz wasn't wasn't vaccinated. I mean, I'm that's... sorry, I thought it was my body, my choice. We're just gonna trade a guy because he's not vaccinated here in Tucker Carlson's America. We're gonna let this happen. Cowboys did it too. I think yeah. that was a, I think that was a big issue with the Amari Cooper issue. Uh, Jerry Jones was not happy that Cooper missed those two games. It is annoying. Like you just got to be. Reliability in the NFL is just so it's everything. Yeah, exactly. So it, I mean, if you guys, if you have guys who aren't vaccinated this past season and they miss time or they miss games, like I totally get that it's annoying. But again, um, I'm like half joking, but I'm not. Like you're you're creating a scapegoat. And when Carson got there, everyone was like, they could like if he was like 2019 Carson. Yep, you could be good. And he was 2019 Carson. He wasn't an MVP candidate, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't 2020 Carson. Yeah. He just had, had a some... lot more problems than they, than they thought going into that season. So scapegoat them all you want. Your offensive line wasn't as good. We'll see what happens with Matt Ryan and the defense wasn't as good as you thought. So we'll I see. I think he's going to get buried in Washington. Like physically like, or just yes, like physically. Oh, well, you know, at FedEx field, that's kind of the whole shtick there for quarterbacks. Is it? Yeah. Not good. Not good. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see his first reception coming back to Philly in a commander's jersey now. He could always uh, pretend he has a back injury that he's working back from and not play in the game. Hmm. It seems to work for some other people. Never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. Or just like if you get fined for missing like practices or games, just have your agent say that you have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played a game yet for Brooklyn, right? Nope. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> but you know, I think he'll obviously get booed into oblivion. You have to make that the first game of the season, right? They always played the first yes. game of the season to begin with. Yeah. If they don't, they're the NFL is missing out. Yeah, that that's yeah. gonna be a great like and it needs to be in Philly, obviously. There's gonna be a lot of reunions this year. We were talking earlier about just the amount of um like getting used to new faces. Or same faces, new places, but that's oh, you could set that up early. Oh, yeah. Week one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I really want to do our mock draft, and I know it's not in this. So, do you? I mean, I feel like we've been going and going. We don't have a guest. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we get to TikToks? No, I'm good. Cause I said, like, I'm, I'm kind of boycotting the Cowboys right now. So, I'm not even <laughs> going to talk about them. It's just birds versus blank. Birds versus Stephen Jones. Yeah. Cowboys versus it's boys versus boys. Like it's the, a civil war. Cowboys um, Twitter right now is on like just burying Stephen Jones. And I'm all here for it. Yeah, it's great. I uh now that I get it following the birds versus boys like Twitter account, so I see like what goes on on your Twitter account. It's great. I feel like more sane now. I thought it was just us in Philly who did this stuff, but no, no it makes me you, feel comforted. Didn't you see uh 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 randy gregory saying how toxic the cowboys fan base is yes that i was like come on like it's i mean 
the Cowboys fans are mad that he left, but I feel like a lot of the anger for that was geared at the Cowboys. Yeah. Right? Well, so did you hear the final story from Jerry Jones this week when he talked to the owners? Was it the final story? Or was it Jerry Jones yeah, version? Exactly. <laughs> El Paso. But I, so I got the insider from Bobby Belt, who knows everything and everybody says that that phone call did happen. It lasted about an hour. Um, and that between Jerry and, and it was Jerry, only Jerry Jones, Randy and Randy's agent. Eight. Randy and his agent were at the airport with the private plane waiting. And Randy wanted to come back to Dallas still. And he said, I want to stay here, this and that. We can work it out. And then apparently it didn't work. And he literally hung up the phone, got on the plane, and flew to Denver. No and that way. was that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was That's that. unreal. So he was like on the tarmac. Literally. So you're you're having him came down to a flight plan. Yep. Wow. Literally. And Jerry Jones. I don't know. Apparently said no. But now, you know, now the Cowboys are spinning it like, well, we got three for one. Let's get the, shut the fuck up. No. We got Dante Fowler. On his and, third team in three years. Yeah. Leighton Vander Esch. Not I, you really know. an addition. No. It's, you know, they're they're putting, I said it last week, they're putting way too many eggs in the Dan Quinn basket. I love Dan Quinn. I'm so happy he's back. But, like, really? And now, like, this now puts the Cowboys in the are they going to take a pass rusher first round it, it, like they have so many holes and they added pass rusher to it yeah i was about to say like at the end of the playoffs you're like all right if we just sign these guys mm-hmm. here's our holes to fix and then they were like okay let's add two more holes by not resigning randy gregory and trading Amari cooper so now oh. we have more holes on top of the ones we already had and just out flat out releasing lyle collins that too yep yeah, so the offensive line didn't improve. They got rid of one guy. The wide receiver core was the strength no longer. And then also, oh, and let's, yeah, and we'll you know we'll resign the guy um, that's coming off a, a calf injury and a torn ACL who's going to apparently miss two to three weeks to start the season. And I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if that stretches out to about five weeks, six. Because yeah. well, you know how it always goes. Like you have to be on the physically unable to perform list uh, right away, or you have three to wait. Weeks, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They might have changed it, right? It's three weeks now. I think it's three. All right. Well, that makes it way better than six. That rule makes so much more sense. For yes. Three instead of six. So we'll see. I mean, they're going to be trotting out there. CD Lamb, James Washington, and Noah Brown, and maybe a receiver that they yeah. draft this year. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's still, hey, there's still wide receivers out there too in free agency. Odell Beckham sitting out there, Jarvis Landry. I can see Jarvis. I, can see, do, do, I don't know if do you want the Eagles before we go to the TikToks to dabble in the free agent wide receiver market? I know they got Pascal, but would you want them to talk to a Jarvis yeah. Landry, a trade for Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham? Uh trade for Devontae Parker, yes. I, I don't think it would take a lot to get him, and I think he'd be a great like wide receiver opposite of um Devontae Smith, who's got like that big body. I think he's always like a reliable guy. He's always that guy in fantasy. I'm like, all right, I have six people on by this week. How'd that even yep. happen? Yep. But I'll take Devontae Parker on a flyer. And I'm like, all right, yeah, he got me seven receptions for 74 yards. Like I'll take it. Yeah. I, I'm I'd be in on him. Um at this point, like I would not spend money though like i would not spend considerable money 
just every freaking guy they send out of Ohio State is just incredible. Just go for Garrett Wilson, go for Chris Olave, get the the, the other kid next year from Ohio State. I, oh yeah, he's. I refuse to pronounce his name on here so yeah. we don't get canceled. Um, <laughs> Jackson Smith. Smith and Jigba. Yep. <laughs> I just Smith leave it Jigba. at Jackson Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a freak. But yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they need to. No, it's um. I, I think. A lot of people have talked about this, but just the the rise of the wide receiver era. There are so many kids coming out of college that are just productive right away in the NFL, yep. which makes it more remarkable that we ended up with Jalen Rager, but all right, it's okay. But it's just really deep classes. You look at like Quez Watkins, I think could be a really solid wide receiver three for this team. Yep. You got him in the sixth round. And, so there's a lot of depth. And the wide receiver position is ballooning, obviously, with these guys making th- – quarterback money now so you have to hit on young receivers that are going to perform on rookie contracts whether it be first round for five years or four four years you you need it because yeah it's it's crazy especially if you're paying a a quarterback already that's why i just i'm not sure about spending all this money on these big time wide receivers who could be you know you're at the end of the contract may not be in their prime anymore i feel like it'd be better to just um you know, draft a guy and take, take that chance. Cause there's so many that are productive right away. And it's, it's almost sort of kind of following the running back position. Yes. Where you can find a running back in the draft all the time. And now it's just almost the same thing with these, with these wide receivers. I think it's the year round football effect. So like you do, if you're not playing football in the fall, you're playing seven on sevens. And what's what happens in seven on seven you're playing receiver. Exactly. It's like it's, all these kids are becoming reliable pass catchers because all they're doing for 365 days. Yep. Well, all we do for 365 is talk football and do TikToks. So let's bring Vince in here for our TikTok of the night. Hopefully, we're not going to get yelled at by 12 year olds too much on this one, but I have a okay. feeling we might. We might. All right, Vince, welcome in tonight. Like we mentioned before, we are doing in honor and the spirit of Colin Coward. Ranking the NFC East quarterbacks. Are you guys ready? I think so. We're going to do a little bit different. We're going to do reverse triangle. We're going to let Vince have all the power and go first. Vince, at four, who do you have? At four, I have Davis Webb. Uh, I think the dude's a stud for the Giants. Uh, I think if anyone on that team can get that team a win, I think it's Davis Webb. Okay, not Jake Fromm. Uh, four for me, it is Carson Wentz, Aiden's boy in Washington. Uh, I think he's bottom of the barrel, the starting caliber quarterbacks in the NFC East. Welcome back to the NFC East. Can't wait to see you, Carson. At four, I have Tyrod Taylor of the Giants. I think he's been a reliable starter and a bridge to an actual franchise quarterback for um, plenty of teams, unless they stab him in the lung. But he is a, a pretty pretty solid, above-average quarterback and always is a, a good veteran presence until you get your franchise guy. Three for me, I have Gardner Minshew. Do I really need to explain it? The guy is the guy. Is, he's the truth. He's a starting caliber quarterback that is a backup. Uh, three for me, it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's having his second full year starting this year. His legs are an absolute weapon if he – fine tunes his passing game a little bit, gets a few more weapons around him. I think he could be a problem. Um, 
for the rest of the NFC East, and I think he could lead this Eagles team. I don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback, but he's a starter in this league. Nick Foles wasn't either. Like that, man. Uh, three, I have Jalen Hurts as well. I thought that was a solid showing from him this past season. Solid dual threat. We need to see a little bit more in terms of accuracy, but also we need to see a little bit more in terms of getting him some weapons. So let's see if he takes that next step and if they take that next step in putting weapons around him for him to succeed. Uh, two, I have Derek Carr. I know he's not in the <laughs> NFC East, but doesn't feel like he kind of should be. Like once the Raiders wise up, can you see him anywhere but Washington? He feels like a Washington quarterback. Two for me, it's Gardner Minshew. Uh, he should be the starter for the Eagles, even though Jalen Hurts is a starter. Gar- I mean, the dude is out there in bomber jackets. He looks like Maverick after he won that game against the Jets. And then in the offseason, he's got the samurai sword. The dude's just an absolute freak. He's got the jorts going. Uh, give me Gardner Minshew. Actually, don't give me Gardner Minshew because I don't want to have to deal with him being a Cowboys fan. At two, I have Dak Prescott. Um, solid, like above average quarterback. Nothing special. Pretty much the Kirk Cousins of the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um, a stat patter. You could call him the Tobias Harris of the NFL where you, you look up and you're like, oh, his stats are that. Oh, I didn't realize they were that good. But again, he lost by a touchdown. So um, no clutch moments in his career to speak of. Uh, got outplayed by Jimmy G in a playoff game. I think it's just process of elimination. He's just better than the other quarterbacks because they're not very good. But again, mm-hmm. just like another version of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at one, I have uh, Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Uh, like Aiden said, both very like passable quarterbacks that are average in the league, very Kirk Cousins-esque, can get the job done. Good enough quarterbacks to win you football games. I don't think he should. I don't think he could be complaining about either one. One for me, it's Dak Prescott. Don't listen to the rest of these clowns. Not saying he's a top five quarterback, but he's a top ten quarterback in this league. He has many clutch moments. I believe he has the most fourth quarter drive wins since he came in the league in 2016 as a starter. He'll I'm sure a bunch of those fine. came in the playoffs. <laughs> That's not just his problem. That's the Cowboys organization is a problem. That's Jerry Jones is a problem. It's the black cloud of the curse of Jerry Jones's estranged daughter. That is the problem. <laughs> so it's not the quarterback's fault. It's no. Jerry Jones's estranged daughter. And Hold the on. ranking of blame, you're putting the estranged daughter over Dak Prescott. Cowboys, Cowboys <laughs> last Super Bowl in 1995. This daughter that Jerry Jones has been hiding was born in 1995. That's all I'm going to say. You know who wasn't born in 1995? You. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right at one i have who else could it be carson wentz the nfc you should be pretty afraid that he is back in the nfc east um even if you get the 2019 version of carson he's better than any other quarterback in this division jim irsay doesn't know football at all he is a moron who shouldn't run a football team they should force him to sell the team um, I think Carson will do phenomenal things where he actually has a wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin. You saw the last time he had a wide receiver one with Alshon Jeffrey, how good he was. This is a guy who threw for over 4,000 yards and his top receiver was Greg Ward. So give him actual weapons. He will be fantastic. At number one, I have the only reasonable answer, Carson Wentz. Question. Yes. If I buy you a Carson Wentz Washington jersey and tickets to the game, 
Will you go to the link, sit in a Carson Wentz commander's jersey, and cheer for him in the get during the game? How much do I get paid? No, you get the free ticket and the jersey. No, Maybe a beer. I don't think it'd be fun. Wait, wait. Content. Ready? <laughs> if the Cowboys and Eagles play before Washington comes to the link, we'll make some kind of Cowboys-Eagles bet, depending on how the season's going. It could be. I'm not wearing Carson Wentz jersey in that stadium. No, no. We can decide what happens if you lose. If it. Aiden loses, he has to do that. That I kind of like. Mm-hmm. That I could do. I no, agree to that bet. I agree I, to that bet. You have oh, to remind me in six months, but I agree. I'm in. All right. I'm in. This will I'm be on it. I'm in. I could die. I could legitimately die. You guys are not. Listen, I'm on cloud nine tonight. I, I just feel alive for the first time, and now and you're, you're signing me, kill me for death. It's so short-lived. I felt happiness for 30 seconds. And you guys are like, let's find a way to screw this guy over. That weird red is going to completely wash him out. It's not your color. (laughs) They should just they should they should just change their maroon color to his hair color. Yeah. Like the exact they should match, you know, like in like uh, whenever you're making something on your phone, you can like match the exact color that's in the picture. That's what they should do. Like uh, an Oklahoma State color. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, All right, and huh? just want to—I'm smart enough now to know to cut that stuff you said about Jim Irsay, so we don't get taken down for bullying and harassment again. I forgot about that. You might want to pull out what I said earlier, where I said even more stuff than calling him a moron. YouTube's the wild west; it flies there. Just can't put it on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know, and it might be bad there too. <laughs> All like, right, stuff might get taken down on YouTube. That is true. Aiden is Aiden is a blurry king right now. Am I? Yeah. Oh man. You're like slow. Oh, there what do he I pay, is. What do I pay Comcast for? Honestly, I should. If I'm getting taken down for bullying again, it's going. It's going to be a corporation like Comcast. You're paying Comcast just so they could build more buildings. That's it. And yeah, they don't even use the second one. The pandemic hit, and they're like, all right, well now everybody works from home. There's an empty tower with uh, the Four Seasons in it. Yes, pretty much. That's, That's it. it. All right, take us out of here, um, and let's do our mock draft and let everybody know where they can watch that. All right, follow us, Birds vs. Boys pod, on YouTube. Same with Twitter and same with TikTok. Follow it anywhere. Obviously, we cut the clips for TikTok. Uh, We've been posting a lot of good content from the Twitter account, and then the YouTube is going to be the biggest thing for this next month because you kind of need to visually follow along so you know what we're talking about with, with watching these prospects. So we will be doing the... Birds vs. Boys Mock Draft 1.0 coming up on the YouTube here soon. And then we will be doing a lot of player breakdowns from now until the draft. So follow us there. Follow us everywhere. Listen to us anywhere you can. Leave five stars. Pat us on the back. Tell us how amazing we are. Give us a hug if you see us in the street. Anything you can do to support us, we appreciate you. And we will see you next time for more Birds vs. Boys and draft content. And maybe next week I will actually talk about the Cowboys. We'll see if we're still in the boycott. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach that is the team you promised me you were gonna be this year this is the consciously hopeful podcast oh 
we want you.